Welcome, welcome to Around the Ring in Seven Days. We're back on location in the WrestlePro Arena today. A lot of fun, a lot of fun stuff to talk about coming up. What's going on? What is going on? It's been a... It was a slow news week up until about a day ago. <laughs> and then it's all just kicks off. Um, World of Sport, ITV, have announced dates. Mm. Uh, May, early May, I believe, are the dates off the top of my head. Is it four or five? Uh, I think it's three. Three, oh, three, three. tapings right. uh, to be done at Epic Studios in Norwich. So it's good for the business. Good, good for, for the business. business, not for the promotion that was already running there, which of course was WAW, the Knight Family promotion. Yes, uh, and for those who don't know, the Knight Family related to Superstar Page, obviously there you go. Uh, the SmackDown general manager, Ricky Knight, Soraya Knight, uh, lots of people involved mm. uh, in WAW uh, that are on the UK scene at the moment, um, but. Yeah, it's it's been a bit of a bit of a storm brewing. Uh, they're not happy, obviously the Knights, because they have actually lost Epic Studios and they've been running there for about two years. There's um, a lot of people that don't seem to be happy as well in the comments. Yes, the, the lower half of the internet. They've got a they've got a very well lower half of the internet's a bit far, I'd say. No, like, not as in the type of people who do it. It's just that the comments section yeah. of most things. Or at the bottom of oh, right, the okay. pages of the gods. I'm with you. I, thought you, I just thought you were calling out the general public. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Um, people are people are obviously quite fond of... WAW is one of those things where you're either um, a massive fan of it or you're not really involved whatsoever. Ex- yeah, yeah. Um, I've, se- I've seen bits of this stuff and I've always enjoyed it but I've always looked at it like it's a very sort of niche corner um, of professional wrestling um, but again the people that follow WAW would disagree heavily with me on that um, I think it's got good production got amazing production different. I don't know if you saw did you see anything of um, is it Roy the night son that had the rant on Facebook no he went on Facebook live uh and started talking, obviously, about how, uh, in his eyes, people were getting screwed over with WAW. They've spent, in the last two years, half a million pounds on production values from a, uh, an investor. Uh, Who's this investor? Uh, it's a foreign investor. I think he's from Spain. He was called... They, they've only mentioned his first name, and they said he was called Amit. Right. Um, but he's obviously the guy that's been supplying... WAW with an Epic Studios with their equipment uh, with the intention of getting it ready for TV WAW have been on TV for a while they've been on uh, I believe it's Mustard TV uh, Mustard TV it's a little bit lower down Harry you're more of a TV guy you know of Mustard TV yeah, you know, you know um, like that's Manchester that's oh like, yes um, yeah, yeah. local station Mustard TV I believe is Norwich's equivalent called Mustard because Norwich is famous for Mustard oh right. yes right. Coleman's yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. I did not ask know me that. anything about local TV stations. I'll, I'll tell you all about them. We will do as soon as ITV starts buying up more of the local TV yeah. stations. We'll be coming to you. Um, no, I, uh, 
I don't want to get too heavily involved in this. I don't. I, it's going I don't, to be a lot but more I don't want to. Sit, I don't want to sit on the fence because a I don't know how invested ITV are into world of sport. Whether they're just going to if something like this happens and they drop it again. Although in fairness, <laughs> yeah. with the Jeff Jarrett situation, there was a fairly big reason to drop world of sport last time. Um, so who's behind it now then? Because it's ITV global force. Us. No, like, is it because G- I thought GFW were behind it as well. I haven't heard anything about GFW. Because uh, I'd heard, I'd heard it was solely ITV now. I'm sure I saw a poster that had turned off. But to be fair, Global I've Force. not heard anything of Global Force for a while well, since it, they broke the partnership with. So who's involved? Who's GFW now? Then is it still Jeff or is he gone? No, Jeff Jarrett's gone from everything now. Yeah. Um, after after the AAA incident where he turned up drunk to the show. I think they they just they went. Now's the time to go, Jeff. You right. need to, you know, you need to relinquish the reins. I know they. I, as far as I'm aware, GFW got swallowed up by Impact, and because Impact got swallowed up by Anthem, which was the TV company producing yeah. it, and I think GFW was involved in that as well. Unless they went the separate ways, but I haven't no particularly idea. heard. Because um, GFW has lost pretty much everyone that was involved in it more or less mm. now the mm. main people that were involved in it to be fair were people like Nick Aldis and Jeff Jarrett and obviously Nick Aldis is doing really well with the NWA, NWA yeah. um, um, Jarrett's obviously under WWE Legends contract now mm. with the Hall of Fame stuff so I don't I don't know what the situation I had assumed it had been swallowed up by Anthem Productions uh, mm. When they did the takeover of Impacts, because I don't think they ever officially left Impact. Okay. Um, the the story I've heard on the World of Sports so far is it's completely owned by ITV. Uh, I can't see why they'd go with someone else to produce it no. because it was such a disaster for them last time. Uh, well, it, no, it was. It was a complete disaster. Completely, they didn't have enough clear communication with Impact. Uh, it didn't seem it, to get off the ground at all, did well, it, really? Well, basically what happened was Impact signed the deal with ITV for what they thought was just basically a UK tour of Impact with a couple of UK guys on those short tours and it was going to be shown on ITV. Impact, at the time of signing the deal with ITV, were in negotiations with Spike TV, which I don't know if you know is part of the Paramount channel in uh, America. So Paramount is sort of what the sort of Sony channels are. You know when you go down Freeview, you get Spike, you get uh, Sony movies and stuff like that. If I can just interject. Again, TV expert Harry. (laughs) Spike, in this country, it's not owned by Sony. It is owned by Viacom, mm. who own Paramount, yes. uh, and they also own Channel Five. So it's actually yes. called, I think it's called Five Spike now. I think. Okay. In this Possibly, country, in I this think country, so. Yeah. Not in America, it's still Spike. Yeah, it's still Spike, Spike in America, Spike, yeah. but it's Five Spike. It's a division of Channel Five. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's and they negotiated with. Obviously, it's called Paramount in the Paramount Network in America. They negotiated to move their distribution to the Paramount Network. Part of that distribution deal was to have distribution rights in the UK given to Spike. TNA signed that deal, uh, sorry, Impact signed that deal because they had to, because they needed American distribution. They had Mm -hmm. to continue American distribution. 
when ITV got wind of the Spike deal and that Impact had signed over distribution rights, they turned around and said, what the hell are you doing? You can't do that because we've got a deal with you to produce these shows. Ah, right. They said, uh, Jarrett obviously turned around and said, there's nothing I can do whatsoever. Um, I have to sign this deal because it's American distribution and I work solely based, uh, yeah. primarily based in America. And ITV said, right, okay, that's fine then. There's nothing we can do and we're going to have to shut down this project. Right. I didn't realise that was the extent of it, but I guess future world of sport, I think there's going to be a lot of developments soon. Looks like WWE jumped the gun. Not jumped the gun. Got organised to they do found some out more. About it. You must have done. Someone yeah. leaked it to them. It seems um, like they're quite reactive, and I was reading an interview with Triple H who was saying that, to be fair, though, for the first time World of Sport did their move, he said it didn't really impact on WWE that much because they still had plans for, to do something in the UK, but it literally was just moved it forward. I don't know how months. much of that interview was just him playing nice. Because I don't believe for a There's second... obviously going to be competition. Like it, They're going to be keeping an eye on it. What, what I'm saying is, yeah, you, you're right that there will be competition and stuff like that. And obviously they always keep an eye out for competition. What I'm saying was, I don't know how many plans they actually had for the UK before World of Sport. How much of the UK tournament wasn't just a reaction. I believe they were looking at people... Yeah. They were clearly looking... They'd have been fools not to look at people. Looking at people like Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne. Yeah. And obviously, Hunter's looking at promotions because when Hunter takes over the company, the rumour of going around sort of is that his outlook is going to be that he's going to work with promotions more than Vince has ever done. Yeah. So, he was certainly looking at the partnerships with Progress and ICW, and he was certainly looking at people like Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate and Trent Seven to come on board with him. Whether... They were planning to introduce a WWE UK title is probably another story. I think it probably wasn't the plan. Mm-hmm. And I certainly don't think I, I think... I could say with pretty 90% certainty that a UK show was definitely not the plan because when World of Sport faded, so did the UK show. Yeah. And we did. you did talk about how the cost of running a, a show in in England... A few sh- a few podcasts ago about the costs yes, of that for we, them. We, so we mentioned it in terms of how expensive it. They could do it for reasonably cheap. They the issue is they would have to. They've said it themselves. If they're gonna do it, they're gonna have to open a performance center here. That's, That's another rumor, isn't it? Yeah, I think they they said it themselves this week. If they're gonna. If they're going to have a UK base like this, they're going to have to open a performance centre because they need UK staff. They need a central hub to run shows from if they're going to run shows primarily Mm. in the UK. That gets to the point where you are sort of talking to cast a lot. It costs a lot of money. Um, And you're also going to have to look at staff of the calibre because they've got a lot of UK guys in their performance centre. You know, there's people over there. Obviously, Regal mm. is one of the most higher-up guys in the performance centre. You've obviously got... Uh, he's brought in a lot of UK talent to work a training style. Uh, Robbie Brookside is obviously over there, uh, one of their main trainers. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Johnny Moss, I believe, is there permanently. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I don't know whether he's doing the same sort of thing that Johnny Saint was doing when Johnny Saint was there, because obviously Johnny Saint was there for about six to nine months and then came back. He just does a sort of long period stints. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether Johnny Moss is going to swap over and Johnny Saint's going to go back after that or whether Johnny Moss has gone over there permanently. Mm. Um, but Moss has been over there for a long time now. How long's that been? Um, he flew he out the back pretty much year? the week that Johnny Saint came back and Johnny Saint's been back for a while. I'd say Johnny Saint's been back for a good six months or so. Yeah. Um, so if they were swapping over, it would be coming up to around about that time. There's another guy that's over there as well. I want to say he's called Norman Richards, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, I want to. There's, there's, there's definitely someone over there uh, else that's a British guy, but I can't remember his name. I, I'm certain he's called Norman Richards, and he was a world of sport guy. Okay. Uh, but yeah. either way, I think it's gonna. There's gonna be a lot more developments over this in the next few weeks. I'm I'm eager to see who's involved, both in the WWE where, stuff. Yeah, I'm, and I'm interested to see who gets involved where, because obviously ITV, uh, the the information I heard was the message given out by ITV to the people that they've contacted was, please please stay very quiet about this, because we don't want WWE to find out because we don't want WWE to go on a hiring spree, before we announce or before yeah. we can do our stuff because we're not ready to start hiring yet I, I they must be they must have everyone they already want though because but, it's it, the tapings are next month so they must have everyone they already want, I want so I imagine we'll probably start hearing who it is that they've been in contact with mm. I've heard Grado uh, is a world of sport guy and has been in contact with world of sport um and that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, ah, Norman Smiley was the guy I was thinking of. Oh, right. Yeah, Norman Smiley. Yeah. I don't know whether he's still with them either, uh, but he was the last time. When did they do the Glasgow show? That was about two years ago, wasn't it? When they did Roar in Glasgow. Uh, it was, yeah, that was two, it was two years, years ago, ago, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the last time they came over in November, so it would have been November 2016. So Norman Smiley was with them in November 2016 as a trainer, and that's obviously another British guy. Uh, but yeah, I've heard... I I can imagine the rosters saying... Well, no, because I think the rosters are going to change so much. For the British stuff? But Yeah, for the British stuff. For, particularly for World of Sport. There's a lot of guys... Because obviously they've lost Gibson, and Gibson was on World of Sport. Gibson's with WWE, so there's no chance of him coming back. A fair few of the guys that were on it work mainly for ICW now. Uh, not mainly for ICW, but do a lot of work for ICW. More ICW with their ties. ICW's got a partnership yeah, with WWE, yeah. whether they'd be reluctant to go back. I think uh, it's, it's still it's healthy competition. And if, if, from what you're, if what you're saying is true about... World of Sport wanting to keep it hush hush because they don't want to get they don't want WWE to sort of sign up all the talent. Yeah. Well, then that to me sounds like we, the ITV really are, are taking this seriously. I don't want I wouldn't want to see World of Sport a World of Sport kind of weekly series that was the same 
as the the New Year's Eve show that they had. I would like it to be a bit different. And if WWE are going to do something similar... If it's being run solely by ITV, I wouldn't hold your breath for the style changing too much. That's Yeah, but... If WWE do something mm. weekly, then ITV are going to have to up the game. They're going to have to get involved in the wrestling business. Well... In a way, yes, and in a way, no. Realistically, ITV doesn't have to do anything because regardless of how they look at it, they're not going to be in direct competition with WWE because WWE is going to be distributed on the network. Yeah. It doesn't matter, even if WWE schedules the network stuff to go out at the same time... I would love to see that. ...as ITV... It really doesn't matter no. because you can watch it an hour later because it exactly. goes straight onto the network as soon as it's been broadcast. I would still love like a British Monday Night oh, War I'd, style I'd thing. I'd love a British wrestling war. I think we've needed a British wrestling war for a long time. Um, I, I think it'd be great to have a British wrestling war, a bit of competition. I just don't UK. see that the, it would not be a war for me that I... The, ITV would have to make it more of a wrestling. I don't think show. they'd. I, I just don't think they'd want to do that. They mm. want because they want got a Sunday. To the masses, they want a Sunday they? afternoon show. Yeah, similar to the style of because I've I've said this to the people that have been asking me as much as I I, I really liked the World of Sport opener. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I thought there was genuinely some there was some serious issues with it, um, but I thought the stuff that was done by the British guys was really really good stuff yeah really good matches it was the booking that I had an issue with and it was the pre-show distribution interviews and Mm. stuff like that yeah yeah. Um, which we've talked about before but I'm going to revisit it anyway because I hated it so much and I like talking about it Um, it was a really good show I I don't ITV has this thing where the way they work is Around about this time every year, they commission a lot of shows. So they commission not not hundreds or so, but they'll commission twenty odd shows that can all be follow after each other at the week in the weekend evening slots. So last year they did it with they were going to do it with World of Sport. Uh, they did it with instead it ended up being stuff like. Big Heads, that's Jason Manford game show, uh, which was like a game show, but you had to wear celebrity big head, like big, ridiculous That heads. sounds awful. It was awful, and that's why it got cancelled. Uh, but it's shows like that, goofy, yeah, yeah. goofy game show, where they massive, can just churn production, them out. massive production yeah. values, but really simple to make because they're all studio-based. Because this Britain's got a talent in the minute, isn't it? That's like the so, big yeah, thing, so and then it'll be x So they make them while a big... Thing like Britain's yeah, Got Talent yeah. is on, and then when Britain's Got Talent finishes, that's when they start showing them, and that's how they do it. And then from those shows, they're out of the twenty that they'll put out, they'll commission one or two. Yeah, World of Sport might be different with that because it all depends on whether you have to pay for tickets or not. And uh, I don't, right. I don't, I'm not sure about that. They as did well. with the the TNA stuff, but that was for TNA, right? 
they did when it was Impact, but that was, yeah, that was for Impact. This, they might do it to try and cover just the studio costs, put them at a low charge so that then they don't have to pay Epic Studios as much. Yeah. Uh, or let Epic take control of the tickets. And also, they're in their heads, they might think that's more of a wrestling thing to do. But I think if they're ch- if they just if they just give the tickets out for free like they did for the pilot, mm. then they're just commissioning a show. They're just gonna pump one out there and see if it takes see how off. it goes. If they're making people pay for tickets, maybe just maybe they're starting to think of maybe them doing a promotion of actually trying to start a promotion that could, in essence, tour. Well, guess that remains to be seen. They did. There was some announcement of tickets. They've not been released tickets for it yet. I know that. I don't think. Am I right in thinking that... I'm just trying to Google the guy now, but maybe I've got mixed up here. Noel Clark? Was he? The actor? Yeah. No, no Clark. Or am I get? Or am I thinking of thinking of someone different who was really passionate about wanting to get World of Sport up and running again? No, I'm, not, maybe it's not him. I know there's a producer at ITV who he's the guy that's been pushing for this because he's at all the events. There's one producer in particular at ITV. It's not anyone famous. I believe his name's actually Tom. I bet um, I've. Just completely made that up in some random dream. Who's Noel Clark? He was, he was in Doctor Who, yeah. As the, the, ago, like in the with Billy Piper. Uh, oh, Billy oh, oh! I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not was, connected anything right. to Noel Clark. I probably no. made it up. I'm, I've probably made That's it up. That's a big, like, sort of. Because apparently it was a big mess to put together. Yeah. I'd, Is he not in the my boxing? internet's not working. I think he might be in the boxing Noel Clark. Isn't he? I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna. Anyway, we can move on, but I'm going to be Googling this now. Yeah, uh, keep going, because I want to know. I can't uh, get any internet in here. Yeah, in, in my opinion, it's going to be a case of um, if you're paying, if you have to pay for tickets, they're taking it seriously. If Got you it. don't have to pay for tickets, go ahead. So Doctor Who star Noel Clark wants to help revive World of Sport. That was of January this year. Interesting. So I don't read, know if he give is... It, have, a, have a read of the article. I, want I don't to, know I want if he is kind of... Has helped this, but I did hear it. Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember something on Twitter about it. He was a big wrestling fan. That, that wouldn't be a. I've always said with the ITV thing, it needs because they're gonna try and do a family-friendly sort of thing, and they they want to attract casuals more than they want to attract hardcore fans because the casuals will potentially be bigger numbers for them and bigger ratings for them. World of Sport drew about 1.2 million fans, Mm. uh, 1.2 million people into watching it, and it had about 1,500 people in attendance. They Obviously, they want bigger numbers than that. That wasn't the number they wanted. The 1,500 in attendance was fine. They were really happy with that. 
the 1.2 million viewers was quite a bit lower than their expectations I think I, I go back to the fact that it was it was New Year's Eve you yeah. disagree but no I, no, I, I agree with you that it was New Year's Eve mm-hmm. that it was an issue when you said earlier though that ITV wouldn't really want to be in, in competition with WWE they totally could be though in theory they've got the infrastructure ITV oh they've got own, they've like, got the money and stuff like that you, you're completely wrong do ITV box office they, I think they put like I don't think they'd go that far though they could do if they wanted though they could do pay-per-view bo- uh, wrestling matches if they was so inclined to go the hardcore because imagine because because then they could if they did that then they could start bringing in imports on one-offs and you we're, we're talking future here you're, talk, and you're talking you'd, you'd a big a, future and stuff like that and I do I do agree that it does need to be a, more of a promotion that World of Sport needs to be separate um, but that's more just because I want actual wrestling names attached in the production aspect to it mm. rather than just TV people. The The issue with the World of Sport pilot that I always had was that it was very much a wrestling show made by TV people rather than a, t- a, a TV show made by wrestling people. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is what I think would make it better if it was... A TV show made by wrestling people, not what a TV executive's yeah. idea of you wrestling still is. Need, yeah, but I do think that it needs for it to work on ITV. It has to be sort of in the middle between being a TV show and being a wrestling show. Yeah. So I always think that the best example of something like this, of something that worked for a really long time, was Robot Wars. Mm. Robot Wars is the closest thing I know Harry's not in his head because Harry loves Robot Wars um, but it was the same sort of thing where you Noel Clark could fill that sort of role that Jeremy Clarkson and um, Craig Charles used to do I've got, yeah. bad, I've got bad news about Robot Wars I'm not sure if you've heard it that it's not coming back yeah, it's cancelled it. I, I, never they, wa- I never watched the latest season no, I, I do know that uh, someone one of the Roboteers from the new season liked the WrestlePro page Okay. Plain to me. I can't. I can't remember. He's called. He's called um, Jonathan something. From the new. No, 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 no. no, no, Not the one you're thinking. (laughs) Not the one you're thinking. No, no, Jonathan Pierce. No, he was called. He was was called Jonathan something. Um, Yeah, because that's something World of Sport needed a new a new commentary team. I think. Yeah. That was a horrible commentary team. And I'm saying that was a commentary team. I know what you mean about. That was awful. (laughs) I know what you mean about Robot Wars though. It but was it a needs, grittier sort like of production, that. yeah. Sort of, sort but of it was similar, still family friendly. gritty, yeah. but family friendly with heightened sort of realism and stuff yeah, like that. Um, yeah. Something that kids would really get into, but adults could sort of enjoy as well as yeah. you were watching. That's to this the no, sort of style it needs to be, yeah. This is from Noel Clark in January. I remember reading it yeah. now. I'm putting this into the ether. Ether? Ether. 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 Either or... I'm putting this this into the either. Uh, I've been a consistent wrestling fan for 30 plus years with many more fans out there. I've got two films on the way in a world of... Two films on the way in a world of talent. Maybe he's referring to wrestling-related films. Uh, There has never been a better time. I want to bring back UK World of Sport Wrestling. Not a one-off special, an ongoing weekly show. But that was the last I heard. Now I don't know if we should get Noel Clark on if we can. They've if ignored we him. Can. Apparently, there was one in February that they've ignored him. Oh. Uh, ITV that 
Right, so maybe maybe there was nothing else that happened I don't know that. how much, like, no, Clark's never really been an ITV guy. He's, he was in Doctor Who and that was pretty much it, wasn't it? Realistic. I mean, he's he's a director minutes, though, isn't he? Five minutes ago, Tom, you didn't know who he was. Yeah, but now I do. All right. But I think I, the last thing I... No, Clark's one of the people that, like, you know, one of these people that he goes wherever will have him, I think. He doesn't, he's yeah. like, as an actor, you'll go... You'll he makes, one. like, Danny Dyer-style movies now, doesn't he? I think so. Like, Danny it's always Dyer like, movies? I don't like, think they're he, like He's that, been though. in a movie with Danny Dyer. Um, Does he not direct? I think he might, he might do a bit of directing Adult now. Adult Kid yeah, as well, that, and stuff like that. Oh, he did, he did so, that And they were pretty yeah. regarded. They were good. Regarded. Yeah, they not, were highly not seen regarded. But anyway, I think... Maybe he's, maybe he's not behind it then, but we'll see what happens. I'd be very surprised uh, to see No Clark behind this World of Sport revamp. I know the producer is called Tom. That's all I know. Um, but that's only trying because, to tell us something then. No, that's honest. only because one of the knights mentioned it on Facebook. Right. Um, Should I do some digging? No, I think we'll find everything out in the next couple of weeks, and I don't, I don't want to just speculate um, at the moment because everything out there is just hearsay. The only, the only concrete rumor I've really heard about is that Grado was involved, but that doesn't surprise me because he was so heavily involved in, in that, and mm. he was in the pilot, and he was going to be heavily involved in Jarrett's version because he was the guy doing. In T- all the, he was in TNA, so he was doing all the promotional tours with Jarrett as well. Mm. When Jarrett was going on the radio uh, stations to talk about it, Grado was always with him. Um, so I'd say that's probably a pretty concrete lock. Um, I, I, there's some good guys out there that I could really see benefiting from World of Sport. And would really be. WWE. I really would like to see CJ Banks involved in either of them platforms. He was in the pilot, wasn't he? He was in the ladder match. CJ um, Banks was. CJ Banks was in the pilot uh, for World of Sport. He was in the ladder match. Yeah. Ah, right. Uh, I would like with the one that Kenny Williams won because I think he, uh, I think he could hang in either. Oh, on yeah. a consistent basis. Yeah, consistently good worker, CJ Banks. Really good worker. We'll see. Um, yeah, CJ Banks, good show. Uh, love to see Ashton Smith in either. Yeah. Uh, Ashton Smith's one of my favourite in the UK right now. Tell you who I'd really like to see. Um, you're not going to like this, but I know who I'd really like to see. Your next WrestlePro opponent. I'd love to see <laughs> oh, DJ, right. Deadly Damon Lee in... I think World of Sport would be a really good oh, show. Deadly for or Lee. Dangerous Damon Is Lee? It da- I've... I've some places he's deadly, some places he's yeah. dangerous. Isn't Which it? would you prefer, Tom? Oh, right. Okay, so I need to check now. Deadly is when he's a heel. Is it because? Oh, sorry, no. GPW dangerous is a face, Damon Lee is a face. Dangerous, dangerous Damon, Damon Lee so is a face. Deadly Damon Lee is a heel. As a heel. But I, I'm sure I saw him as a face in GPW against. <clears throat> Dylan, Dylan Roberts. Roberts, yeah, dangerous. And he was deadly, Damon Lee. Then, but he was a face. No, uh, no. Well, well, I tell you what. I'll ask, ask him. I'll ask him when you're just as he's heading out to the ring uh, for your match. Yeah, uh, ready to punt your head in probably after the things you've been saying about him. You know, <laughs> you're looking for a reaction went, from I, me, I, Tom. A little bit, yeah. You went, what? you went off on him a couple so, of weeks ago. I've sort of let it subside, but that's because we've had some pretty important stuff to talk about, mania-wise. But 
you know, you went off on Damon Lee. He's obviously not that bothered about it. Because he's not. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you may, I, you may be surprised it seems to have rubbed him up the wrong way. He's had a, you know, he, he's messaged in. He's a couple of times. You know. <laughs> really? Well, he's, you know, he's, he's just sort of wanted to know what's going on. You know, why have you got beef with him? <laughs> I like how he's messaged you and not messaged me. Well, you know, he thinks you've ups- you've upset him, or or he's upset you in some way. <laughs> no, it's, it's a friendly sporting competition, Paul. I think you're taking this a bit too seriously. I don't know what you want me to say. What do you want me to say, Tom? Do you want me to take everything back and say, "Oh, I apologise, Damon." I didn't mean to rub you up the wrong way. I want you to speak it, your mind. It wasn't intentional, intentional to upset anyone. You know, as the podcasts have gone on, I feel was, like you I've said been. You said he was past it. <laughs> I didn't. I don't think I used. You used them the, words. Did I the use them words? words that you used. All right, said fair enough. He's a bit past it. Fine. If that's what I said, I said it. But what I am trying to get across here is, I would rather have fought Damon Lee five years ago. Whether it's dangerous or deadly or whatever he wants to turn up as that day, I would rather. Fo- I mean, I get like again, been announced. I saw that an- announcement this week, which came as a bit of a surprise. But if he can, if he can bring it, to me and I'm on the booking team. Know, yeah, if he can bring it like he could bring it five years ago, that's going to be a good match. That well, you're going the right way to get him how he was five years ago. Not that I think good, he needs to go because- five years back. Oh, there, we, there you go, trying to, trying to get on his slip, side there. Trying there. to get on his side there, Tom, aren't you? I, I don't think I... Yeah. Well, I don't, think, uh, I don't think he's that bothered about what I have to say because I think he'd confront me about it if he, did, if he was. Let's, let's, let's move on a little bit because you're turning into Richard Iowardi on a Channel 4 interview here. Why? Have you, did Why you not see that? No. What? Oh, that was horrendous. Why? What it was happened? Brilliant. Oh, it was fantastic. You know Richard Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crystal Maze and IT Pro. He was just. Uh, he was. He kept asking the interviewer questions again, didn't he? He kept like sort of flipping the interview on his head. Is that the video you're on about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. With um, oh, the uh, guy who Christian. everyone walks out of. Christian oh, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian Guru Murthy. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm just here for telly references. That's what I'm here for. That's what we keep you around for. And the fact that you're pretty as well. Oh, cheers. Oh. And I've got a microphone. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's a very important one, because otherwise we wouldn't have the podcast, would we? <laughs> um, okay, so I, I, I just want to know... Um, I, I want to stay on World of Sport just a little bit longer. Okay. Because um, I, know, I know we've talked about World of Sport a lot today, and we've talked about World of Sport a lot before... I, I just I really think it could be something I just uh, I've got so many doubts yeah. in my mind about it because I know that the guys are great whoever they've booked for it because they won't have booked bad people because they didn't book bad people last time they booked exactly who was on that show with the people that needed to be on that show I don't think there's any other people they could have put on there. They had a yeah. really good cream of crop on there. Um, a really, really great roster of talent. Um, I'm not saying it couldn't be expanded, because there's other great people out there. Plenty like of DDL. Other great people on there. Yeah, I think DDL would be a good fit for World Sport. Um, I think... <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think, who else could I... 
see really see doing really well. Tyson T-Bone, if he's not still with WWE. I wonder if there's no complete clause. I, I, I could see... Yeah, I, I'm talking I'm talking T-Bone outside of a WWE contract. Yeah. Um, Do you think... Uh, I'd, I'd love to see Cyanide on there. But yeah. I don't know whether Cyanide and Mastiff would be too big a clash together. Like, whether having both Cyanide and Mastiff on there, if Mastiff is still attached <coughs> to it, would take away from the spectacle of either of them. Yeah. Um, but well, I think Cyanide would be a really good shout. Dylan Roberts. Uh, Dylan Roberts I like. Uh, I like a lot. I could see Dylan Roberts doing really well on there. There was someone else as well that I was thinking could really do. I was trying to think of uh, women's divisions as well, because obviously the Alexis Rose lives in America now. Right. Uh, so she's very unlikely to be coming back. Viper would probably be unlikely to come back. Yeah. Uh, with the May Young Classic, her being involved in that. So I'm trying to think who you could have for a women's match. Now, well, you've got uh, Lana well, Austin. Lana Austin, I think, would be a good shout. Yeah, I think uh, Lana Austin would be a good fit for a British scene, world yeah. sport. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. That's not a bad shout at all. Uh, uh, who else? Oh, who am I thinking? Oh God, I forgot, I forgot her name. Lizzie Styles. Lizzie Styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I saw Lana. It was GPW. I saw Lana Austin and Natalie Wilde have a really good match. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Natalie Wilde. Mm. Um, RWA's got a pretty good women's division. Yeah. Uh, any of the girls on that could probably do do really well in world of sport actually quite a few of the, especially the girls that are in the sort of top tier um, yeah people like Jamie Sparks and Alex Cooper they could they could really make an impact mm. given a bit of TV time uh, I'm trying to think who well you've got if you go down towards progress you've got Millie McKenzie who started yeah she's making uh, some waves yeah them, started getting she? a big name out there yeah, Millie McKenzie. There was there's someone else as well. Um, I bet there's loads keeps, that keeps popping up um, that I'm hearing really good things about. But off the top of my head, I cannot for the life of me remember who it is. Mm. Um, it might have just been Millie McKenzie actually. Mm. But yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Millie McKenzie. Um, yeah. There's potential to have a really good women's division. I don't know how far they'll go into it. A lot of people that watched... Because uh, the thing with the old world of sport stuff was... All the women's stuff was really unsanctioned, wasn't it? Because that Viper Alexis Rose stuff... Like, all of... I don't know... Uh, all Anything that Klondike Kate was attached to with world of sport... Wasn't really attached officially to world of sport. Right. Because they still had the ban on women's wrestling then. Right, and to be fair, a lot of people who my my gran came to a wrestle pro show, and she used to watch World of Sport, and my great granddad um, used to be big into wrestling and stuff like that because, and that's how she sort of watched it when she was a kid through through my great granddad, and she came to a wrestle pro show where we had a women's match on, and it was a pretty decent women's match, 
Um, and, but that was a really big gripe with her that she didn't like. The Some people wrestling. are just stuck in the old mindset, in right. the old ways from from watching it, and th- that audience would be in. So maybe there's a risk that I, I think it's completely the wrong move, obviously, because women's wrestling is has is more than on par. Yeah, with men's wrestling now, it would be stupid to say that it's not. Um, but there's some people locked in that old mindset, and I really hope ITV doesn't go that one way where it's just sort of like they make they make them a spectacle within a spectacle. Yeah. I um, hope not. Because there's actually absolutely no no reason to do that whatsoever. We've um, got the basis and a talent basis, particularly in the UK, of there being a really great women's division. Um, for a show you've you've got potential for a women's division on par with WWE's who realistically I don't think there is a better women's division than WWE's Mm -hmm. anywhere in the world I know Japan has the all female promotions but I don't think I I just I don't think they're on par with yeah there's stardom and there's Mm -hmm. there's there's some other stuff as well apparently there was a really great match on one of them it wasn't stardom it was something else uh, in Japan but there was an amazing women's match apparently uh, that everyone's ranting and raving about. Um, we'll have to come back to it uh, at some time when there's there's obviously a less big story breaking on the UK scene. But mm. I thought um, I just think there's there's no better women's division than WWE's. But I think if there was going to be one, you'd potentially got one brewing in the UK. Yeah, um, really great talent, really really great talent mm-hmm. talent basis. Um, trying to think of newer people who could really make an impact on world of sport people that maybe haven't really been seen before and there's a lot of guys at PCW that could do well yeah um, a lot of guys at our school that could do well yeah I know well uh, I just I, that's the thing I don't particularly want to name names because I don't want to leave anyone out and upset anyone <laughs> but I think there's there's a lot of basis and it's one of the reasons why I want things to uh, to work out Take for this off. world of sport yeah. but things have got to be done so differently than last time if that's the case remains um, to be seen and it, it does remain to be seen because in particular and I know I've talked about this before but the adverts and stuff leading up to world of sport and the, the did you see the this morning segments? Yeah. Oh my god, they were so bad. You would not have if you were interviewing uh, Harry. If you were interviewing Harry Kane on this morning, the Tottenham player, yeah, or Jamie Vardy when okay. Leicester were winning the league, doing mm. their massive comeback, which essentially World of Sport was a massive comeback. You would not have. Jamie Vardy come on your show and say by the way when we do this interview can you dress in your football kit and do keepy-uppies <laughs> while we're talking to you why why did they have they had they did one where it was Viper Ligero and and someone else uh, stood in a ring with Rylan Clark from the X Factor mm-hmm. and Viper put Rylan Clark into a headlock and clearly he wasn't expecting mm-hmm. it and nearly passed out and that was horrible <laughs> because it did no one any favours because it was basically watching Viper nearly kill someone on TV um, 
I just don't get why you would think that would get it over. There's nothing wrong with having a baby face in a suit sat with one of the producers yeah. talking about why this is a great thing. And then the next week, doing it with a heel and a manager. If you're going to mm. give your heel a manager, you know, I don't want to put any names <laughs> out there, but I know a pretty good one. Um, <laughs> he works with PCW. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've lost where I was going with this. So, like the second one, where you had Ligero, Shah Samuels, and I think Johnny Moss yeah. stood in front of a Christmas tree in their wrestling gear. And obviously, Ligero didn't say anything. They had Shah <laughs> Samuels cut one of his promos, which obviously is a Shah Samuels promo, it's pretty good. Mm. Um, but not something that would your average this morning viewer would expect no, to, yeah. to see. Yeah. You know, they, no one's watching this morning hoping to see a man in underwear with a pair of braces on going, this is why I'm going to win the World of Sports title, mm. you mag. <laughs> and, and doing stuff like that. And then out of nowhere, Liguero just ends a gory Charles Samuels. Right, like pretty much had to jump over, what's Simon Holmes' his wife called? Ruth. Ruth, Ruth Holmes. <laughs> um, pretty much had Langford. to... Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Pretty much had to jump over her to Enzi, Gory Char Samuels, and it was just it was horrible because it looks bad because it's not in a wrestling ring. Mm. Mm. And then the press conference that they did for the other thing did the exact same thing where a fight broke out. I hate fake press conferences where fights break out. Yeah. I hate them so much. I hated it when Five Star did it, and I really hated it when World of Sport did it. With, with theirs I just like if you're going to do something as if you're going to do a pretend press conference and pretend it's real do it like the UFC do it because their press conferences are all pretty much scripted <laughs> not, in the, not in the essence that wrestling is but they get told like this is who you're going to shout at and stuff like that you know they, they have a forum for it and be basically you know they'll have teleprompters saying, "Okay, Connor can talk. Connor McGregor can talk now." Yeah. Or the welterweight McGregor was the welterweight, wasn't he? I don't know. Or, or the light heavyweight's going to talk now. It's just like if you're going to do it, do it like that. Mm. Like no one wants to see a really fake-looking fight, and that's when you do these press conference ones. That's just what they are—just really fake-looking fights. Especially when you're trying to trying to influence casuals to watch it as well, because there's there's some people there's some people with wrestling that are never gonna get into it. In the same way, it's like cricket or golf. There, it's one of those things. You are either really really into it, mm. or you can't stand it. I can't stand golf. Mm. I can't even watch golf. Because it just drives me up the wall. There are some people that drives. are like that. That's a good pun. <laughs> Unintentional as well. <laughs> there are some people, they just sand wedge me up the wall. <laughs> there are, you know, there, there, some people can't watch golf. I'm one of those people. I really can't watch golf whatsoever. I can't even talk about golf. If someone asks me a, a question about golf, I change the subject because I don't. And here he is like talking it. about golf and how much he doesn't like it. <laughs> That's that's no, but that's my point. There are some people that are like that with wrestling. 
Yeah. Where, whereas football, it's like you've got the World Cups yeah. where people Foot- can dip into dip into it. Yeah, you know fo- I mean? football's not final. a good example. Football would be what people, you know, someone might use football to justify the same thing, but football's not. Football's a completely separate thing because football is a nationwide phenomenon. Wrestling isn't that. Golf no. isn't particularly a nationwide no. phenomenon. Cricket certainly isn't because it's only certain countries, mainly mm. countries that we invaded at some point and introduced cricket to. But that's a completely separate issue. Um, that's just basic history. Um, but cricket's the same. Some people really can't get into cricket, mm. but the people that are into cricket are really into cricket. That's what I'm trying to say. Wrestling's the same. There's some people that you're never going to persuade. Yeah, there are a few people that might that are more open to stuff. Mm. that might go ah oh, you know what it's a Sunday afternoon game show Yeah, I can give it a watch or it's a soap opera just yeah. a little bit different to how you've seen it before which basically is what it is it's just a soap opera in lycra that's wrestling yeah. so there are some people those are the people that you need to try and persuade because you're going to get that 1.2 million that you already got those people are still going to tune in, no matter what the situation with WAW is. You're still going to get that 1.2 yeah. million. You're definitely going to, because if those people were committed to watch at five o'clock on New Year's Eve, when they should have had better things to do, yeah, you're still going to you're going to watch on a Sunday afternoon. The people that they then want to get it up to those nice little healthy two million, two point five million, mm. three million points that they want to aim for, and that they want to get. And what was was it Gladiators that they did a remake of with World of Sport as well, or uh, All Star Battle something? I don't know. Gladiators. We went to Sky about ten years ago. Mm. Ninja, it was Ninja, Ninja, Warrior. Ninja Warrior. That was it. They did a, at the same time of World of Sport. Straight after World of Sport, they did a Ninja Warrior thing. Ninja Warrior drew in so many more people. Granted, it's at a later time slot and people maybe just had the TV on while they were waiting for people to come into their New Year's parties and stuff like that. But still, Ninja Warrior drew so many more people in because there was a more... It was a show they'd seen before, more recently, and also it was marketed better. You didn't have people trying to climb the walls of this morning studio because <laughs> that's what it's sort of like on the show. Instead, yeah. like when Liguero's enziguring people over Ruth Langford. Langford's head. Mm. Um, you know, that's what needs to be better. It needs to be made more of a legitimate attempt at making a show. And the booking needs to make sense as well because mm. the booking on the pilot didn't make any sense at all. Why would you go through a ladder match to get to a battle royale to then get to a championship match mm. against a well-rested champion on the same night. Yeah. They did about a month's worth of booking in one hour. They were just desperate to try and they, get a they wanted to, They wanted title. to get everything on. And that... And in, in a way, they had to do that and they probably should have had more things like that. But... They shouldn't have connected themselves together that way, no. because it made no sense. And it also it was completely unfair to uh, who won the ladder match. Kenny Williams won the ladder match. He went into the battle royale after a ladder match. The Coffee Brothers went into the battle royale after a tag team match. Mm. So they've, in theory, only done as half as much yeah. work as Kenny Williams, who's had to do a singles ladder match yeah. to get into the battle royale. 
Liguero only had to do a sing had to do a singles match. Guaranteed, it was a singles match against Zach Gibson, who spent most of the match beating the living hell out. Of yeah. Him. So you could have sold it in that way, and their match was on last before the battle royale, so he didn't have much recovery time. But it it just it was so it was too unreal for wrestling. Mm. And when you get to that point, that's when there's no suspension of disbelief yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. It needs a really good. He wanted to put different. Different style matches on, um, like in th- like theory, a King of the Ring style yeah. tournament would have been better. But people, kids want to see a ladder match. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Kids want to see a battle royale of the top rope. You know what I mean? Mm. So they had to, they, they they kind of had to sort of cater for everyone. I get why they did it. Yeah, I, I totally get why they did it. I just. I can just see that it was too easy because they'd done the connection to the title match at the end. Yeah. It was a little bit too... too lopsided. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they're the only two things that really need sorting out, just the marketing and the actual booking of the show. If they can sort those two things out, they've got a hell of a show on their hands. Mm. A really hell of a show because I know they've got good production values because it's high TV. Mm. And the production values for World of Sport were actually pretty good as well. Yeah. Oh, commentary. Oh God, they need a good commentary team. Mm. Alex Shane and Jim Ross were not a good commentary mm. team. Um, that commentary team sucked. I don't ever want to hear someone compare Grado to Dusty Rhodes ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. He does the bionic elbow. That's the only thing that's good about. Uh, that's the only thing close to Dusty Rhodes that Grado is. Mm. He's not. He's a comedy wrestler. He's not portraying the common man yeah. in any way, shape, or form. He'd probably tell you that himself. Like that's he's he's doing it with comedy in mind. Dusty Rhodes was never about doing it with comedy in mind. No, no. Dusty's intention was to make you feel, not to make you laugh. Grado's intention is to make you laugh, not to make you feel. Mm. Um, but that that was a huge gripe when they started comparing him to Dusty. It made no sense, especially when the actual theme was supposed to be Big Daddy versus Giant Haystacks. That was the idea. Did you not get that impression that that's what they were going for? Who I didn't really against? get it. It was against Dave Mastiff. Right. Even Mastiff came out in the sort of like big sort of fur, yeah, sort of yeah. fur coat that Haystacks wore, but he had the fur yeah. battle armor on, didn't he? It was supposed to be a revisiting of Big Daddy versus Giant Haystacks. Yeah. Um, which is fine. They've got to do that. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to get into the Big Daddy Giant Haystacks debate over whether they're worth watching ever, <laughs> because you will start to annoy people having that conversation. Yeah. Um, let's talk about WWE uh, for the last ten minutes or so. Mm. Um, because we've rambled on more than I thought we did. Well, I've rambled on, <laughs> as I normally do. Um, I'm sorry, I'm eating too many after eights. Can you take over? You are a, uh, a picture I've, right I've now. Co- with... I've, come fr- I've come from work and you've got I brought after a box eight of, chocolate. I brought a box of after eights because it was something on I could just pick On the corners of your lips. It was just something I could it's pick It's wonderful. Out. All right. Okay. You can hear like just the rustling of rappers so many times in this Some podcast chewing. as well. Like, <laughs> listeners must be thinking like, "What on earth is that noise?" You can hear things like, like all the time. So, yeah. So you've got the notes. Superstar so shakeup. I've not got the notes for everything, but I've made some notes as to what I thought were awesome. Oh, okay. Not awesome. Awesome, actually. yeah. That's, no, that's not, an interesting not awesome. choice of words for this. No, there was one thing, though. There's a couple of things that I really liked. Mm. 
in particular, did you see how Mickey James took Emma Moon's Eclipse? It was so good. I heard, proper... comment, I heard commentary exclaiming about it, God, and I saw someone on Twitter about it. Brilliant. I, I must have I phased out for a second because I wasn't particularly enjoying it. I, that's what, I, what took me out of this, I, and I want to bring this up. Naya was not good on commentary this week. No. Naya was terrible on commentary this week. You are having a bit of a crisis at the minute, yeah. I think, with Naya, because... It's not going you, well. Yeah, she has a lot... She had a lot of work to do anyway. Yeah, and I think, and I, I think she's now she's potentially going to fall a little bit short. So yeah, yeah, I think there's possibly an issue with Naya. Naya came across so horribly, horribly scripted. It was like I'm trying to think of someone who like Ziggler when he's not getting any kind, when he's not involved in a storyline, mm. and he just sounds so horribly scripted. Like you can tell he's reeling off lines that he's had written for yeah. him in the back. It was so bad. Like the fact that Bliss looked not more of a baby face, but they cut to the Bliss promo during the match, and Nia didn't have it. Like, how can you? How can you've scripted this? There has been a writer that's done this in the back and gone. Should we give Nia anything to say after this scathing Bliss promo on her, where Bliss has called her a bully? No, let's just have Nia sit back and say, "Well, we'll see." Yeah. No, I'm the one that wants to see. Tell me what you're gonna do about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Tell, that's your job. Oh, it's just because you need to. She needed to have a reaction to that to make the fuse. She ha- and she sort of had worthwhile. nothing. I don't. I don't know whether they don't script them on commentary, or whether they do, they must. They must feed them lines through the headsets. Mm. That's the only way I can I can understand how they do it because it's. It's horrible normally when people are on commentary. I normally hate people going on commentary. Um, because mm. it, it very rare. Like, there's a few people that can do it. Kevin Owens is amazing at it. Yep. Kevin Owens is amazing on commentary. Sami Zayn is horrible at it. <laughs> Absolutely awful at it, especially when he's a baby face. But he might be better. He's, he's sort of better as a heel, but he's nowhere near as... Kevin Owens was really good at it. Miz... When he's not talking about his baby, he's really good at it. Still brilliant. He's, he's brilliant. Still brilliant. He, he's really good at it. Um, <laughs> Even when he Miz, is talking about his kid. Miz is great at it. Uh, Daniel Bryan is pretty good at it. Um, but it depends. If Daniel Bryan's got a concrete story behind him, then he's really good at it. Mm. Daniel Bryan's only really a good promo when he's got something concrete that he's working towards. Um, and. Alexa Bliss is really good at it. Mm. They're people that are really good at it. If you're not good at it, don't put them on commentary. Mm. Just don't. Have that, that was so easy to do, that segment where all it needed was... You could still do it as a cutaway, where just have Alexa doing the promo, but have Nia just stalk up behind her and be like, what are you saying? And then just have Alexa run off. Have a have a play that Alexa needs to be a coward in this feud. Yeah, because calling Nia a bully from afar, and then not actually trying to meet her because she knows that if she meets Nia, Nia's going to kick her ass. Yeah, and that's what it needs to be. And they're not they're not, not doing, doing it. That. I'm all for you can make Nia the figure of empowerment that you're trying to make her, doing it that way, because mm. no one. 
people love it when you see a bully get their ass kicked mm. and that's how this works and that's how you can turn Naya into a figure of empowerment she did need a good promo the other week she didn't really get it she mm. had the making of it but they cut her off mm. for some unknown reason commentary she's oh, I think she's taken a step back mm. I think with the commentary this week she's genuinely had to take a step back um, because that was not good again I thought Ember Moon was wasted I don't. I didn't really see the point of the Ember Moon match if it was just used to further Nia's storyline. I don't see why you would debut someone just to further someone else's storyline. I this the thing that the impression I'm getting is that maybe there's not as much faith in Nia Jax as what they wanted. That's why because like we were talking about the other week, Ember, the debut of Ember Moon just after Nia Jax had won the title I'm for get, that tag I'm match, d- getting Ember Moon getting this. the pin. Ember Moon getting the pin in that match yeah. for me is is a big deal when it really should have been Nia Jax. I don't, I don't She's just won the how, title. But that's twenty four hours away. How can you faith? How can you lose faith in someone after twenty four hours? Because the match was really well received at Mania. It was a pretty good match. It wasn't amazing, but it was a pretty good match. And it was the culmination Maybe of one of the best faith, stories they've done in a while. I just, just, Maybe it's not a faith thing. Maybe it's more of a. When they are planning out all these mm. stories, do they see Nia having this Hogan-esque reign? Well, there's, reign? A, there's a rumour yeah. going around that, that, that Nia and Charlotte is the plan for 35 as the main that's event. That's a, that's a genuine rumour going around. That, that Nia and Charlotte is still, the, is still the plan for Mania 35 as a main event. I don't know. I just think uh, if this was someone who was built... Because Nia Jax has a, is very divisive for, within you know people's opinions mm. of her, uh, and I think if it was if it was someone who was more who had more of a majority backing of the from the audience, you would have found that the next night after, if they if that person <coughs> won it the next night after Mania, put them in, in a tag match with someone who isn't being brought up from NXT, mm. and they get the pin. You know what I mean? Because it that secures that kind of dominant kind of I won the belt, I'm getting the pin here mm. in this tag match. For them not to have done that, I think it's a kick in the teeth, that. Because not only did she not get the pin, which isn't the end of the world, yeah. but she didn't get the pin and someone new being brought up got it. Mm. So for me, that's a big deal. I just think the reason I'm not as hung up on it as you seem to be is I think the plan is to do a tag match before they do the women's title rematch. So I think, because obviously Backlash is the whole thing is it's going to be about multi-man matches. So I assume that they're going to do a tag match, then they'll do a title rematch. And I think that's why they brought up Ember Moon. I just don't see the point of bringing someone up purely to put them in a tag match to further someone else's storyline mm. I think that's what I think that's an issue I was I was contemplating this the other day I forgot that I wanted to bring it up the reason one of the big reasons that this knife thing isn't possibly going to work out is what you're going to see now because the focus on multi-man matches is so specific mm. 
storylines are going to take so much longer to reach a conclusion. Yeah. And they already take a really long time anyway. A month is a long time to be invested mm. in a story. And that's only a short storyline. Shane and Kevin Owens went on for about six months. Mm. Way too long to be invested in a storyline. With the focus being on multi-man matches, you're looking at pretty much every storyline is going to be doubled. Because you're gonna have other people in the mix, exactly, and stuff yeah. like that. So the payoff, I don't think. I think the reason that we're seeing more of Ember Moon at the moment is because the payoff for this storyline is such a long way away, mm. and that they've decided that they want to focus on this tag match. So give Ember Moon her time to shine now, mm. and then do it later. But I don't think that's a good place <clears throat> for Ember Moon to be in. I'm scared for all the debuts. Everyone that's come up, I've, I'm really I'm, scared I'm not, for. No, I'm not. I think, uh, although, I, I do know what you're saying, but I think Ember Moon's going to be all right. I, as much as I don't think this was the right decision moving on, I was very impressed and intrigued with Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Did you see that segment on yeah. SmackDown? Uh, Raw. It was Raw, was it? Yeah, they yeah, it was Raw. Raw. Yeah, it, it was Raw, yeah. To, uh, was it Slater and Ryan? Yeah. No, no, it was no, Worldwide, the... Titus Worldwide. Yeah, Titus Worldwide. Now, I think um, that that... And like, I never would have thought that that would work, but just kind of seeing them in the ring together, are kind of... And that finishing move, the tandem... Mm. The zigzag into the climber, uh, yeah. climber into the zigzag. Was it? like, and it was, was executed nice brilliantly, yeah. And I think that could be interesting, but again, like you said... With multi-man matches and stuff like that, I think that things get lost a little bit. And I think, you know, the US title, mm. like for a second, and plus with the shake-up involved, it just kind of messed my head up a little bit. So you have Jeff Hardy who won it on Raw, yeah, and then Move Randy Orton going out on SmackDown to face uh, who was it? Uh, oh, it was. Um, Benjamin, Shelton Benjamin. Benjamin, yeah, yeah. But then Jeff Hardy came out on SmackDown with the title, I and Randy Orton was like, "Oh, it's I, you." Yeah, I didn't get that. Was that Orton had come out to bring Jeff out, or did no, Jeff no. interrupt Orton? Jeff interrupted Orton. Now Orton's kind of like, Orton, "Oh, you've got my US title." Orton's sort of thing. face gave me nothing. From so that. now you've got Jeff Hardy as the champion, who. Orton's not happy about because Orton mm. was in that feud with Rude, Jinder Mahal, and potentially Rusev, who seems to have stepped away now. Mm. Is Shelton Benjamin? That's is Shelton Benjamin going to be in that mix? That's six people no, for the US. Because Jeff beat him. I don't think it's going to be a multi-man match. That I think so it's just going to be I a think, singles. I think they'll do Jeff. They've got to do some singles, haven't they? Yeah. So I think Jeff and Orton. Uh, Jeff and Orton will definitely be a is, Ru- is Bobby Roode in Raw? Bobby no. Roode has gone to Raw um, I'm so, uh, fine with Roode going to Raw uh, The thing for me is though Is Roode going to be in the Intercontinental title picture? I think so now yeah Because I assumed Jeff was going to be in the Intercontinental picture But he's not If he's not He was in the US title picture Hmm so well, no, because he he lost in the in the match at Mania, and he wasn't involved in any of the pinfall decisions. So, and then he lost the number one contenders. So, I I don't think there's anything to. No, I know I know that that's really kind of that, that think, story's kind yeah. of over. It's just that it would be. I, 
I'm assuming now that because Rude was in that mid-card picture yeah. for our title being the US, that surely he's going to be in the picture for an Intercontinental I think that run. would be his aim, to try and get there. Because I think that they would lose his momentum, and I think that's the problem with only well, having these two brands going from two pay-per-views a month to one, which mm. I do, I, I would prefer one a month anyway, because I think it can get oversaturated with two mm. pay-per-views, but there's it's so much keep, talent. Yeah, it comes like, hard to keep up. Um, there's so much talent to keep up with, there's less spots on pay-per-views now. This is, this is one of the most stocked rosters, it's got to be the most stocked roster ever. I think There's we're going to probably, we'll be doing a podcast in the next couple of weeks going through a list of people who've been released. Hmm. I think they've got to be having some they'll people, have a they've got soon. to be having a clear out soon. There's a lot of people that, but that's the thing as well, I don't know who you get rid of. I, I, I really, the only people that I can think that are complete and utter dead weight at the moment are people like the Colon, the Colons, Primo and Epico. Yeah. Because they do nothing. I can't see them getting rid of Slater and Rhino. But, like, you still need... Because, like, it would be easy to say there's lots of people on the low card, like Kurt Hawkins and stuff, but that you could just ship off. But you need a lower card. You've got to have a a lower... These are people that you're talking about. They're not even on the lower card, like the lower, lower card. And then that's no disrespect to their talent at all. Because you need need them for things like live events and stuff. Because Kurt Hawkins and the Colons, they get used on live events to give people time off mm. so if for example uh, Curtis Axel needs a, a break because he's been working matches all the time Kurt Hawkins can jump in his place mm. um, you know if uh, Bala can't face Rollins one night Kurt Hawkins can face him I think we should do a podcast on on doing it uh, who we think is going to get axed I think that would be interesting Make a list of everyone who's active, and we do a. Uh, feels feels cruel. It does but, feel uh, cruel, but I'm up for doing at it. At what point? Who who is who is going to be used on, on shows? Who isn't going to be used? I think there might be some shocks of who's there who was gets released. The, there was around 2014 when they got rid of loads of people. That was a real shock. Some of the people that they got rid of because they got they got rid of some really obvious ones like Yoshi Tatsu and stuff like that that just weren't on anything whatsoever. And people like Brad Maddox that weren't really getting used. When did they get rid of Barrett? Wait, Barrett was that Barrett quit? Yeah. Barrett he didn't quit. Get, he didn't. He didn't yeah. get released. Um, he quit because he was getting injured all the time. All right. Uh, the night after Mania 32 because they the League of Nations turned on him didn't they right Uh, and that that was his sort of farewell Uh, because he'd been tagging he'd been tagging with Seamus mainly because he was getting injured all the time and now Seamus is tagging with Cesaro because Seamus is getting injured all the time (laughs) Um, that was a shocking move the bar to Smackdown did not see that coming whatsoever Um, I don't think anything's. I, don't, I wasn't that shocked to be honest with you, but I thought a lot of moves were done just for the sake of it. I'm not. I I'm think not a was, fan of. Uh, I can't get behind Bray Wyatt and Matt, and Matt Hardy as much as I love them both. I can't. I can't get behind it. You can't get behind it, but you want to like. I'm fine with it, but that's because I don't, genuinely I'm not invested in it. Do you know whatsoever. what? No, you know it sounds stupid, but do you know what kind of shattered it a little bit for me the, the finishing music. move oh the music 
Do you know oh, what they've done? Oh, that was a bit... Because Matt Hardy's... Together, haven't they? Yeah, of, yeah. And I hate it when they do that. And Matt Hardy's music is, for me, yeah. epic. And they started it, and then they went into Bray Wyatt's team, and I was yeah. just kind of like... And I, I like Bray Wyatt's I, theme I quite, as well, and I, I know it's... I quite like when they merge the music, it's, if the music matches. It's I, nitpicky, but mm. just, just that moment was kind of like... For me, I, I kind of took stock, and it was like... This... That music didn't work, and I kind of feel like, even though they've got a similar kind yeah. of gimmick, that it's not going to work. And you know, like little things they've like not, that do it for me. They've not changed Wyatt enough. It's not a gimmick change for Wyatt. It isn't. It's just no. face Bray Wyatt. Yeah. That that's all. It is Bray Wyatt doing the Woken Hardy stuff, but okay. doing it in a really uncomfortable way. Because he, he yeah. really looks uncomfortable when he's doing it. Like, it's like, he, but he's and he's still doing all the stuff that he did as Bray Wyatt when yeah. Bray Wyatt was the he, leader of a cult. Like, they're still doing the Firefly stuff. They're still acknowledging the Firefly. Yeah. They're still giving the fans the opportunity to do the Firefly stuff. So, what was Matt Hardy's? What, yeah, what, what was this lake of reincarnation? Yeah, what, was, what was it? Like, is he? So he's just he's the so, same. So this but is where you're. Yeah. When you were talking about how you use a commentary team to tell people why, you know, what is happening or what's, what a referee said a to really, people. really, really bad job with and if you, yeah, Matt Hardy. The, like, what should they be saying about Bray Wyatt? What what should... Are we be, having to believe that Bray Wyatt's mindset has been changed? He's been brainwashed or whatever? They, is that they what? sort of make... It just feels like a really half-arsed attempt whenever they do it. They mm. have... Graves do that thing where he gets really excited about something, and which really annoys me because Graves is meant to be the heel commentator, and I don't want to see him get. Oh, sometimes I know people really like Corey Graves, and I do really like mm-hmm. Corey Graves. He is probably a modern day Jesse Ventura. The difference is Jesse Ventura stayed as a heel. Yeah, was always yeah regardless a heel. of who it was. Graves face, yeah. flips about so much, it does my head in. It really mm. does. He gets I think that's to keep it fresher, like because it'd be too obvious yeah. to be in this climate to, to yeah. be a heel for all for all against all the faces. I mean Um Yeah, I I agree with you completely, um, in regards to that, but I'm just like he flips about with with way too much. Mm. Like Bobby Roode, he really like he does a full 360 degree. And when he's on SmackDown, he used to, when he was on SmackDown, he used to turn Byron into the heel. Did mm. uh, like, but then he'd like it's like something so wacky as the Bobby Roode glorious song. But he hates the New Day's pancakes. He hates the New Day song. Yeah, where, so, where does he draw the line? So, yeah, exactly. Where's your line drawn? Yeah. You love you love Woken Matt Hardy, but you hate the New Day. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. If you like the wacky, outrageous stuff, like the wacky, outrageous stuff. He doesn't like Elias. Yet he likes things yeah. like he, yet he likes things like Bobby Roode and stuff like, like that. Like he should like Elias. Yeah, and don't, for some in. reason Cole, the face commentator, really likes Elias. Mm. Like I, it's like they're telling Michael Cole to flip flop, and I don't understand why they're doing it whatsoever. Like a commentary when comment, like when Graves is on it, he's really good. 
He's really good. I tell you who does flip flops really well on commentary, Nigel McGuinness. Because yeah, Nigel McGuinness yeah. keeps it grounded. He keeps it grounded in realism. Mm. He'll turn around and he'll say, if a face is doing something he likes, he'll turn around and say, he's. So he'll turn around and say, oh, well, Gargano's applying a beautiful submission move here. Mm. And the reason he's doing that and the reason I like it so much, and I've got to say why Gargano is because he's applying pressure yeah, on yeah. the lower torso and stuff like that. Like, he does it because when you see McGuinness do it, he flip-flops because he's seen something that he admires. He's not just seen a flashing light that he likes. Mm. Corey Graves is like a cat when you shine a laser pen <laughs> on a wall and he's like he's scrambling for it. When he's not doing that, he's really, really good. But, yeah. I mean, NXT has an amazing commentary team yeah. anyway. Well, I know uh, that you've done over one commentary show now for PCW so yeah. I do trust your instincts with what you say about commentary teams so <laughs> <laughs> oh that was such a veiled insult oh yeah I'm really like, good at that so. <laughs> I'm really good veiled at that. insult it was like you didn't even put all your, your full time into into insulting me <laughs> you sort of like went you've done commentary before by the way go fuck yourself <laughs> We might have to bleep that one out. Yeah. I don't think we've done an F bomb yet. Um, Alright. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Paul's niece still listens in. <laughs> <laughs> because that's who I was told not to swear She's for never. anymore. Yeah, well, I just thought I, I made an active uh, sort of decision not to swear, but then when you started swearing, I was like, oh, we're we not sort of aiming this for. Didn't you do an F bomb last week? I can't well, remember. because you're still swearing. I so. wasn't still swearing. You're the one that brought swearing back. She doesn't listen to it, so. so <laughs> you're the one that told me not to swear because your niece listens in. Am I bleeping it then? Keep it. Okay. <laughs> the fucking get <laughs> Please bleep him now. <laughs> Is there anything? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything that I quite liked. Is there anything that you liked that you want to bring up in the last <laughs> sort of couple of minutes? Uh, I mean, I thought it was an all right show, to be honest with you. I, I, I did find it I a little it was bit a very, confusing. I thought, I thought the, both of the, the shake-ups were really, really strong openers and then just got, like, it was like they gave up on bringing people in. Um, one thing I have got to say as well, I am so sick of the promos done on people's phones. I'm so you know sick of them. I am sick of and I need to word this carefully mm. if you're going to flash words up of certain fro- promos oh, I hate that so much put, just put subs on just put subtitles on because it's great for for people who yeah, yeah. are hearing impaired but I don't think don't it's just, for that though I know I it's, not, it's not it's, a, it's just sort of like buzz phrases that they flash up in yeah. bright writing whenever someone's doing a promo and Oh, it's too I hate much. that. I just I yeah. can't connect with the person who's talking if there's words in yeah. the way. If there's if yeah. a big blue if we are whatever and, and that's all written in big blue capital yeah. letters. I can't I can't connect with the person who's talking because for one I can't see them. Mm. But I there was the Almas and Selena Vega, their promo mm. was shot on a phone. And it yeah, was lots of it that. was the quality was horrendous. Mm. I shot three promos up in the gym at WrestlePro the other 
the other week. I used my phone for that, and the quality is fantastic. Mm. If you've got, if your phone is doing the quality, and for a forty-second promo as well, you can see it when you play it. If the quality is bad, go and pick another location and do it again. Yeah. Don't put something up in two two forty p on live television. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Like, I, oh, that was. I'm sick of the handheld phone promos. I'm so yeah, sick of I, them. It, it only it works for certain. It would it worked. T- well, for uh, did Billy Kay and Peyton Royce do it in NXT? I'm yeah, sure I they think used they to do used it. to do and it. I think that it works, works for them because it works for yeah. their gimmick because their Instagram yeah. models or whatever that's their gimmick. They're you know iconic on Instagram and stuff like that. It works if you're gonna if you're gonna do it and then put it out on Instagram. Mm. But if it's going out on live television and it's only being put out for live television, then it doesn't mm. work at all. It's just it's so. Horribly tacky. It makes it makes you as a company look unprofessional as well. Like you've said, oh, instead of using one of the millions of cameras that we've brought in lorry mm. trucks, uh, you've all got uh, an email sent round of what we want from you. Go and do it on <laughs> your phones. Yeah, with no supervision clearly, because whoever accepted that off Selena Vega and Andre and Andrade Alma should be fired. Whoever accepted that promo. Mm. And said that's okay to go out on television should be fired. Yeah, again um, you did it. You I did sh- should never work in television ever again. You did like three promos this week, so I trust you know what you're should talking you about. Should you? Why are you being cruel? I don't know. I feel like I need to. <laughs> I've not. I've not. Uh, I've not managed to get a word in this podcast, so I felt like I needed to just kind of <laughs> impose my like... stamp, <laughs> put my stamp on it a little bit more, but. No, I definitely get what you mean. Please, Mr. Paul, don't hit me with your <laughs> words again. <laughs> I definitely get what you mean. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I found the whole... I found the shake-up confusing. Not confusing. Maybe that's the wrong word, because that makes me sound like I'm really stupid. Do you but mean like, in terms of... Um, people turning up people... on different... On Raw and SmackDown, which at first I thought, oh, this is pretty cool. Hmm. But I have the feeling that I'm, st- I'm gonna. St- it's gonna take me a while to get my head around who's on what brand, mm. especially now that the pay per views are both are uh, joined, and I feel like we're gonna. We might see people jumping shit I more. I think you'll see it a lot more. Yeah. So than, than because it used to be what I wanted to happen during the brand split mm. was Sami Zayn when he was face being that look at what I can do now on Smackdown because it wasn't being used well on Raw mm. and it, it didn't really happen. No. He should have been like, and gone back to Raw and then won the Raw title and it'd be like, see, I can do yeah. it if I had the opportunities. That's not happened. Now you've got one pay-per-view that I feel like they've missed an opportunity for people to move between both brands but join them together with one major mm. kind of uh, angle. No, I, I agree with you on the Sami Zayn thing, and I thought that's what was going to happen uh, with him last year. It was really easy to call who was moving last year, I thought, and this year it was really, really difficult, especially mm. seeing as you didn't get the full list. Like, you'd watch Raw and SmackDown, and then they'd put a list out of who actually moved, and there was about 40-odd people on each list that you didn't see on TV, but they've Oh, they've moved, moved. yeah. People like, like Mandy Rose, like, she's been on... She was on Raw and had a match, and 
didn't think to tell anyone she was moving to Smackdown. Yeah, Weird. Was... And I thought, because weren't technically Absolution and Riot Squad on Raw? Both Did at that... the same time, for at a very same... brief moment. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm like, when that happened, I was like, oh, yeah. you can't have both of these on Raw. Yeah. They are the same. <laughs> I mean, they are the same. It's the exact same yeah. thing. And then you said that Mandy Rhodes gone to SmackDown. Yeah, Mandy Rhodes has gone to SmackDown. Good, I, but, I like... think Sonya Deville's stayed on Raw. I'm Raw. certain of it. Uh, who, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. They did need separating with Defi- Paige. Yeah. They definitely yeah. needed separating. Um, there's there's nothing really together. Yeah, um, I think the only final thought you can really say was it was an interesting one. I really want to see Nakamura coming out of nowhere to um, suck a punch AJ Styles in the nuts so many more times. Lots more. I want it to be like, it's like a family guy sketch where it's like <laughs> Pete, Pete it, like Stewie keeps um, hitting Peter in the nuts. There's, there is one where someone keeps hitting Peter in the nuts in Family Guy mm. and he's like, I want that to be AJ Styles walking down corridors now going like looking out for Nakamura. I'm happy for that to happen. As long as Big Cass then doesn't come in and do something yeah. with Daniel or something. Like, I don't mind that's, that that's what happened, but I kind of felt like the moment should have been Shinsuke doing what he did but, to AJ. But they're setting up a tag match before they do the singles matches. I know, but... It's, the, it's something it, you're really going to have to get used to, Paul. It's similar to... But it was, it was similar to bringing Ember mm. up. Yeah. Like... Cass has been out for a while. Yeah. Oh my god, he's come back and he's he's actually mm. done something to Daniel Bryan. Uh, yeah, they would be two actually pretty nice feuds on their own, but they're going to get merged together. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's anything you can really do about, about that. Um, interesting choice for Daniel Bryan's next opponent, Big Cass. Yeah. Interesting choice. I thought he was going to stay with like really, really like people who were obvious that he'd stay with because yeah. they're so safe I'm not saying that Big Cass is unsafe but he's been out for a very long time mm. and isn't anywhere near as experienced as people like Nakamura and Styles are mm. so yeah Big Cass is a pretty interesting I mean they've obviously got confidence in Daniel Bryan Yeah, they wouldn't put him there they wouldn't put him in those positions if they weren't confident yeah. in him uh, right let's uh, leave it there uh, anything you want to plug this week Yes, so Grand Pro Wrestling Battlefield oh, 5 is on Friday, yes. the 27th of April in Hindley. Six-man tag, the House of Isaiah against DDL, uh, jumping Jimmy Jackson and Matt Brooks. Um, yeah, that's that's the immediate future. Mm. Yeah. What about that yourself? Sounds too? like a lot of fun. I have uh, the inaugural... Darlington Wrestling Alliance show on Friday the 4th of May so that's a week on Friday Uh, I'm going to be taking down the Bench Bros uh, to issue an open challenge Mm. Um, I mean you'll be taking them up taking them up yeah Yeah. of course up um, north yes Uh, nice little four hour trip up to Darlington if you're in a really slow car yeah yeah, it's not that bad, is it? Is it? I thought it was four. Well, what is it near towards Newcastle? Yeah, it's well, Newcastle's like three, three yeah. and a bit hours. Like two and a half hours to get to Darling. Yeah, that yeah, would be all right. Then. Be all right. That's not too bad. I thought it was going to be in a car all day, pretty much. 
let's let's put a spin on it. Mm. Nice little pleasant spin. Got a spare hour and a half to walk around. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I've got the whole day off. I had to book it off for work as well and everything. You'll enjoy it. Yes, it's going to be good fun. Um, But that sounds fun, the GPW thing as well. Um, Only because you want to see... If <laughs> I, like, I, like Matt to... Bro- I like Matt Brooks as well, though. Oh, he's fantastic. Oh, he's he's uh, he he. If Aiden English wasn't in WWE with a singing gimmick, I think he's got a better singing gimmick. Absolutely, than Aiden English. I think I, he's yeah. got probably the best singing gimmick. Out he's there. classically trained. Oh yeah, that, that is that's the truth. And them capes as well. Oh, they're amazing. The, the I was very amazing. privileged to have had my first wrestling match with with Matt Brooks. Oh, was Matt Brooks? He was my first? debut. Oh, right, okay. He was my debut, uh, and I think that's something that is going to be in the yeah. future. It's going to be nice to be able to say to people, "I had my first match against him." Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, physique as well. Like he is. It's stacked. The man oh, is stacked. He is disgusting. <laughs> How incredibly chiselled he is. Mm. I know there are guys that I know that everyone's jealous of, physique-wise. Uh-huh. That when these people walk into a locker room, everyone goes, "Oh, I can't believe he's here. He's got such a better physique." Than yes. Matt Brooks is the kind of guy where you could put all of those guys that I know into a locker room and send Matt Brooks in and all those guys would then go oh, oh yeah I wish Matt I had a body like Matt Brooks yeah. yeah like you could God, put the most we could do a podcast on body image and stuff like that I think I think that would really make me depressed <laughs> and many other people you could because Matt Brooks is like the the well, benchmark obviously there's, for been, it. there's been a lot of pictures of Bruno Sammartino going around and man that guy was in shape yep. to his dying breath <laughs> yeah well that guy died with a six pack he's in his 70s the more as I'm well. thinking about Matt Brooks' six pack makes me have to really think about the fact that I'm already married to a woman like I need to uh, just kind of bring myself back into real life here for a minute because my god he is something else <laughs> and the final point of the podcast is Matt Brooks is a very attractive man mm, okay. and we will see you next, next week, week. <laughs>